classroom right now. At least I still have my ego intact. Yeah. For now. My, my like kidneys, my allergies. I'm blaming my allergies, but it's really you just might, You might have actually just ran one of those kidney stones out. Yeah, I hope so. And hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Chop Heads MMA podcast. We got a full house in here today. We got our boy Scoop behind the glass, as Jimmy Palumbo says. I got Fat Fuck Tommy. Harold! Who came in early to paint the chalkboard, and it looks like my 12-year-old niece measured the border, because now we can't even... I don't even know what you did. I'm trying to figure it out as I look at it. Your your partner... No, no, no. No, my partner said to just leave it, but I... No, he told me not to even finish it. Well, my point is, like, when you measured the border, did you measure the chalkboard first? No, you couldn't have because it's not even like when you when you start those cuts. Now, I'm not there's no picture. Maybe we'll post a picture to show everybody. Well, the, the problem is I don't have the correct saw. I have a circular saw, not a table saw. So, you know, trying to make chicken the salad. Out of chicken I have, shit. The question that I have for you is, do you have a tape measure? Because I don't think the saw matters. A cut is a cut. Do you have a tape measure? No. no. Well, we we do have one here, which we should have used before. We decided to nail things into the wall. But that said, it does look good otherwise. I don't want to bash your work. Tommy did come in here, and uh, he thinks that I'm going to Venmo him money for that for that material, but he's sadly mistaken with that job that he did. No, Tommy, <laughs> you send me your Venmo, and I'll I'll send you over a uh, kick in the nuts and a dollar for that job. But the kick in the nuts is worth it. It's the most yeah, action I've gotten in weeks. A lot, a lot going on in the Chop Studios today. We had Jimmy Palumbo record. We had... Obviously, our daily podcast, and then we also had a little challenge that was set forth by Scoop on Friday. Scoop said to everybody, or to me and Dave, that he could cover me in football, which I knew was a fucking, there was just no way that was going down. And I stood up right then and there, and I wish that I had a football, because usually when people say that, I say, okay, there's no reason to talk, let's go outside. So... Today, Dave reminded me this morning, he's like, make sure you bring a football. I don't want to have to pump mine up. So I said, Dave, what do you think, bro? This football has been in my bag since Friday. And Scoop came here today expecting maybe it to have blown over. But as soon as we brought up football, there was a different energy came over Scoop. He's like, I'm tired. I got blisters. But I got to say, he did go out there and perform. He did perform. So you got to anybody that makes that walk, as you well know, we give the respect to here at Chop Heads MMA. So I'm not going to talk anymore because my ego is inflated as it is. I'm going to let Tommy take over and let everybody know what went down here. With what? You just completely burning the Scoopinator? Yes. Scoop, do you have anything to say for yourself? Well, hello, guys. Uh, well, He's first, like, hi. <laughs> first, I would like to say I was a little hungover from 4th of July. So am I. Here, come, here come the talk. excuses. Let me talk. Uh, Sounds like Connor after right. (laughs) Played eighteen holes of golf this morning. Blister on my heel. Uh, My my toes a little scratched up. My foot was a balloon. My foot was a balloon. Uh, It's hot out, and Gooch is faster and better than me. So there there is the one. There is the one. But the the third one, I did cover him well, and then uh, yeah, but he had that beautiful uh, catch that would have been perfect in college. It was a college catch, catch. but too bad. One, I didn't go to college, and two, if I did go to college, I would still already be retired from the NFL at this point. Well, now the real question is, like the college rules aren't don't apply here. We have we have uh, the the Kono. 
the co-owner of uh, Chop Sports here. Uh, I'm going to call him Casual Dave because he's not a full-on MMA fan. Oh, Casual he's got Dave. His moniker, Casual Dave. But you know what, Does, Dave? Wait, I time the, out. I'm asking him a question. He's not on the mic yet. He's going to jump that, on. Is that video that you spent the time mashing up together of Gooch just making Espo his bitch, is that on ChopSportsMedia.com or is it on our Facebook page? So that's a good segue. We now are live on the interwebs. We got chopsportsmedia.com is out there, people. And not only that, we are one of the top three featured podcasts on the network. I mean, I did pull a little strings. I know a guy yeah. over at Chop Sports, but it's it's good. We got our website. We've been working hard for it. I need everybody to go check it out. We also have some merch up. If you spend $65, you get $10 off. So 65 really is 55 Go buy three shirts, support your boys, and anything else? What do we got? The um, the, 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 the launch, launch party. party. Yes. Saturday, July 10th, we got Conor McGregor and Poirier, which obviously this is the UFC 264 special or preview special. And you want to go check out that fight live with us at McDonough's Pub. Hopefully, I, I know that Dave gets, gets his panties in a bunch when I say hopefully because I've been getting hot and cold between the – the owners of the pub and the management of the pub here in two different stories, but we're going there. We're bringing people. The only thing that worries me is the fireworks were canceled. So if you're going to get there, get there early because I think they rescheduled for the 10th and parking might be an issue. So get your fucking ass to McDonough's nice and early Uber, Uber, Uber. Yeah. That's probably the move anyway, because I plan on getting hammered on, on Saturday night, but yeah, back to scoop. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting out of this one. This is early, bro. I got to give him credit, though, because it was a um, it's hot. He did golf and I mean, golf is for fucking bitches anyway. So I don't understand how that would really take much out of you. But the reason why I don't golf is because I don't like standing in the sun all day because I'm a pale, pasty dude. And it does exhaust me just to stand at the beach or, or whatever. So I understand that aspect of it. But he came talking about blisters. Scoop, you got blisters on your feet, or was that a, an excuse? I can show you. Gate. I don't want. I mean, see he's got a blister now. Disgusting feet. Yeah, you might have blisters now because I did juke you out of your shoes, as you will well find Listen, out. Listen, I'm going to be training, like Dave said. I'm going to be training all summer. You're going to. I'm going to put some Rocky montage videos up, and then maybe we'll revisit when football season. So starts. you're going to dust off that Wii Fit. Maybe I could uh, make the 53 man roster. We could put the Wii Fit in the um, in the in the conference room. Yes, where we, we just hung we up that TV. The TV. Uh, that did take us about three three different grown men and forty five minutes to figure out how to use this drill and find the studs. Tommy made the the same joke that every fat Italian guinea that works a construction site and uses a stud finder makes. He put it on himself and it beeped and he was like, "Oh, found the stud!" <laughs> Fucking, you know, Tommy's got kids when he makes that kind of dad joke. Terrible. Absolutely, Terrible. I have plenty more of them too. Just go to a, a store with um, me now for my excuses. Right? Okay, scoop. Scoop said that he covered me on one of the plays because, I mean, he did. I, I give him that. But I was telling Scoop my the patterns well, that I was going to run. He didn't tell me anything. He knew. Dave was, was like, what are you going to run? You're just going to go straight? And he's like, no, I need you to do an inner double move on this one. So I just ran a little square well, in. and now, now someone else has excuses. So that's fine. No, but I'm telling you, as you well saw, I have a fucking a, a luggage bag full of Robitussin and, <laughs> and <laughs> snacks. I was going to say, after right? he, he, put, he picked open like one of those Monday through Sunday like Rama pills. And yeah. He took the, he Bro, took the I'm not today. doing well. Honestly, I feel, I feel like I jarred loose a kidney stone, which I can't tell is a good thing or a bad thing because typically when I jar them loose, they just get stuck in my dick and they don't actually come out of my dick. So I suffer for a little bit, right? 
Or they just get jarred loose, they move around, I piss blood for a little bit, and then it goes back into place and I don't feel it. So kidney stones aren't great. Um, I did piss brown 30 seconds after going outside. <laughs> so the sweat, the dehydration was immediate, right? I can't believe how bad of shape that I'm in. For as well as I played it off and you guys were like, oh, he's ready to go. I was not good. I promise you I was not good. It took me 45 minutes to gather myself. I couldn't sit down while I ate, right? I'm not doing good right now. And Tommy came in. And he's like, dude, you good? You want to call the show? And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to have to do it because that's what real motherfuckers do. <laughs> All right. We got a lot to talk about. But first. Da, 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 da. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. <laughs> All right, everybody, this week's Reverend's Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. All right, everybody, starting it off, Lewis Smolka is out of his UFC 264 bout with Shikisho. Sean O'Malley due to a staph infection and the UFC brings in some Campbell soup can named Chris Motinho. Don't know who he is. Neither the fuck do we. The Motown letdown. Kevin Lee has been dropped out of his UFC 264 bout against Sean Brady. No replacement has been announced. Last week, Uncle Dana White announces that the Black Beast Derek Lewis will take on Cyril Gaon for the interim heavyweight championship even though the champ Francis Ngannou is perfectly healthy for all you wrestling fans out there former WWE champion Jake Hager as most of you remember him as Jack Swagger is rallying for the fight against the last emperor Fedor Emelianenko in Bellator when they headline in Moscow in October and that is your reverence rundown for this week back to you Chris Gucci excellent job Thomas excellent job now as always one note, I don't really have many notes because there wasn't shit happening and I'm just geeked up about the card this mm-hmm. weekend, but we just got to talk about the, well, two things really, I should say two notes. Heavyweight, what the fuck, man? I'm very upset, um, you know, and Francis is really pissed off. This is Dana pissing in Francis's face for the comment that he made with the, uh, the whole the Logan Paul, Logan Jake Paul, Paul the Jake fighter Paul thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that to a degree, I mean, but... Uh, over over Stipe's reign, he pretty much just wouldn't fight anybody. He, you know, Stipe was fighting. Well, he was always fires. hurt. Well, injuries would be a reason why you would bring in an interim belt. Right. We were talking about last week about maybe adding more weight classes and what it would do would be it would be oversaturating or no, I wouldn't say oversaturating. It would be diluting the current championships because mm-hmm. you know there's already five in each. I think five or six divisions in each men's and women's or six men's five women's. Am I wrong about that? No, I think it's six men's, five women. Right. So if you add weight classes, it would dilute the belts. But even worse so is when you when you add interim championships for no fucking reason. What the fuck is that? You could get it if there's a guy that's on the shelf for a really long time. But in this case, Nganu just needs an extra month and a half. Just six weeks. Yeah. You know, just six weeks. And, uh, Usually, typically, champions fight once or twice a year. Nganu uh, never got his interim fight, too. When yeah, he, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, never he got definitely it. deserved an interim belt. Or an interim fight. And I just want to say this. Who do you think's favored in that in that Derek Lewis? He's a fucking heavy dog. Is he Derek really? Lewis is a heavy underdog. I'm I think I'm underestimating Cyril Gon's MMA abilities here. Just because he's a boring fighter, it's like liver kick, leg kick, leg kick, stay on the outside, jab, jab. But apparently he's a fucking legit dude. He's 
Zero nine Gagnon, though, right? Minus two eighty six. Minus two eighty six. That's crazy. So Derek Lewis is like a plus, plus two twenty five. Exactly. Cha- yeah, but that's going to change. I don't give a the, shit. That's the, the open. Obviously, you know Derek Lewis is going to be heavily bet on as an underdog because he's a fan favorite, and not many people know anything about Cyril Gomb. But I, looking at the odds, I almost say that Derek Lewis almost has no chance now because they're not going to lose that much money. They're not going to pay out that much money in Vegas. And I know a fight is a fight. But I think that the only chance Lewis has in this one is a knockout punch. Well, right? what, yeah, what we're not going to break it down because right, it's far but away. What I but. think Dana's trying to do here. So, as you know, MMA just got legalized in France fairly recent. So Dana trying to think ten steps ahead rather than living in the now. He wants Cyril Gan, Francis Ngannou, probably in France. Former training partners, there's sparring yeah. footage of them two where neither guy is really going even 10%. No, but, but that, that's what that's what Dana wants. But it is interesting to see, you know, as big of a man as Nganu is, and you see him and you're like, holy shit. You see him training next to Cyril Gan. Cyril Gan's a big motherfucker, too. He's a scary-looking guy. He doesn't have the same style, which almost might play in his favor against a guy like Nganu because, A, he's probably felt his power a little bit in training, and, B... You know, that approach to a guy, he, he looks like a very cerebral fighter. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, gone? Yeah. Right? I mean, you better be right because I'm not sure, and you sound no, real I'm confident right there. fairly certain. Oh, Scoop, can we look this up? Because pretty, I hope No, right. I'm, I'm like 99.9%. So if that fight goes belt. to the ground and Ganu is in a world of shit, we're talking as Yeah, if but you know what, though? We've seen Cyril Gan take it to the ground in the UFC, and he hasn't done anything that impressive. Yeah, um... He hasn't really impressed me at all in any no. of his fights. He's kind of just kind of, you know, does Everybody's like, win. you know, oh, sure, he's a motherfucker on the ground. Well, great. Show it. He's just holding people down. The Volkov fight was boring. I was hoping when, when they announced the Cyril Gan and Derek Lewis fight that there was potentially something in the works with the John Jones and Nganu, but apparently that's not happening anytime soon. John yet. Jones? No, no. We're not going to do that this time. Cyril Gaon wants John Jones, speaking of. Yeah, of but, course. He, everybody wants but John Jones. He's getting Jones way ahead of himself. Uh, but uh, ideally, we want to see Nganu versus John Jones. That just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I don't think John is real serious about taking a fight right now unless you hit him with that crazy, crooked number. That's not going to happen anytime soon. So until then, he's going to work on carrying the weight up to heavyweight. And I want to say it's kind of a smart move because. Heavyweights kind of hit their stride at around 34, 35, mm-hmm. right? And just jumping up in a weight class like that when you're you're stepping up in weight, it's a lot of power. I mean, it's a lot of weight to carry up. I also think he's trying to get his legs to catch up with the rest well, of the Well, that's body. what I'm getting at. Um, carrying that weight around, it's a very different thing when you're just walking around and you're in the gym. But when you're in a fight, you feel every little bit of everything. Like everything you did for the years, pri- uh, months prior to it, like if you smoked a cigarette, that you're going to feel it on the mat, right? Now, when you're carrying an extra 30 pounds up into the cage and not having to cut weight, it's just a different feel. He's not going to feel as light on his feet. I think he needs more conditioning and more more training at that weight. And I think it's a smart play. I just also think he needs to stop tweeting about everything because nobody yeah. cares. Enough about that tweeting shit, John. Enough is enough. Um, I was going to touch on the, the other note that I have was talking about uh, Smolka being out and the replacements for, for O'Malley, but there's really no point in touching on that because we're going to get to that a little bit later. Um, 
Cyril Gan is um I don't see anything about like being a black belt. Pretty sure I heard he's a black belt. He uh this this, this pretty sure shit doesn't f- quite fly. He we worked need facts you know, here. All I see is he decided to work in sales at a furniture store. Good good fact in France, and then he joined the work study program and did uh, Muay Thai. When we, when we start talking about um, furniture store sales furniture and things like store that. Furniture store sales. Also known, also I asked, is, and Google's first thing is, is he black? He is not black. He's Guadalupian. Just so Is that even a thing? Guadalupian? Guadalupian. Is that how you say that? That's I'm saying. So what you're saying is Cyril Gon is not a black man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. As I said earlier, we have so much to get to. We got the U- UFC 264 uh, undercard that I know Tommy has a boner for. He likes I, talking about the, the the fights that nobody actually cares about. I like talking about the big ones. You fucking and, casual. Well, no, that's the thing. You call David casual. I defend casuals. I don't understand. At, at one point or another, everybody was a casual fan. And if you don't want to turn into this huge MMA fan and you just want to watch the big fights... So be it. Who the fuck are you to tell Dave or, or anybody else for that matter what they are or what they are? Because I have an opinion and that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, anyway, we're going to go to break and when we come back, we'll, we'll get straight into the UFC 264 underbelly and then we'll get into the Conor Poirier trilogy. Warren Brumell of Keyport Law has been practicing for over 35 years and is here to help you in your bankruptcy matters. Bankruptcy is a specialized area of law that requires expertise and experience, and Warren brings both. Keyport Law has handled over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. They will make the process simple and provide easy, affordable payment plans. Warren will get creditors off your back, stop the annoying phone calls, and stop the creditors from contacting your neighbors and former employers. Listeners of Chop Sports will get the first interview free. Go to www.keyportlaw.com and fill out the new client intake form, and they will contact you directly. This firm is a debt relief agency helping people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. My goodness. We are back and we are ready to talk about UFC 264. We're going to talk a little bit about the undercard here. So, Chris, Ryan Hall has probably been one of the most feared yeah, guys in, they in finally, the UFC. They finally got somebody to sign on the sign a bout agreement to fight Ryan Hall. Yeah, and as you alluded to he uh, ryan hall is actually an underdog in this fight which to me doesn't really hold much stock because he's always found a way to get you into that has he been favored against anybody ever? i don't think so i don't know maybe on the ultimate fighter um he i think he was favored against bj penn and he embarrassed bj when it came to jiu-jitsu well, bj penn's just embarrasses himself lately yeah but when it comes to jiu-jitsu like that's something that you never lose like you, yeah you lose your chin but when it comes to jiu-jitsu, you don't really lose that. And it's scary how good Ryan Hall is. Yeah. That leg lock game is the best I've ever seen. And he can't get people to sign a, a bout agreement against him because, really, the name isn't there. He's got the blinks, you know, so he's a little off. And he's going to fucking break your leg. Yeah. Right away. Easily. You know, and he's not going to even make any mistake about what he's telling you what he's going to do. And he's going he's gonna to go out there and execute it. And for that reason, there's no real gain in beating a guy like Ryan Hall because he's not a big, huge name, and he's such a dangerous fighter. Not only because he might beat you and it's an L, but it's also potential surgery afterwards. Like, if you don't tap fast enough with a, with a heel hook, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, you remember his fight against Gray Maynard where he just kept yeah. hook-kicking the entire fight? He was slapping yeah, It was like he it. was getting slapped in his face <laughs> with a foot. It was crazy. Like, that... <laughs> That weird, and he incorporates these weird little these wrinkles into his game where people, you know, it's not a great, he's not a good kickboxer, but because you're so terrified of that that fifty fifty roll that he that he pulls yeah. off, 
you kind of have no choice but to just keep your hands down and get slap kicked. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, any position he get, you go for a Bro, takedown, fine. It, it reminded just... me of like the Hot ninety seven slap fest. Like Gray, <laughs> Gray Maynard's face wasn't bruised; it was like red from slaps, but it was the the bottom of his foot. Incredible. That fight. It was one of the most entertaining fights that I've ever watched. It really was. And not entertaining that it was a good fight. It was just hysterical because he was essentially getting pimp slapped with a foot. Yeah, and Gray Maynard is the type of guy that he's a bully. Literally, it's his nickname. And he was getting so frustrated because there was just nothing that he could do to stop it because he was desperate to keep the fight standing. And he got kickboxed to shit. And lost the decision pretty much where Ryan Hall couldn't take him down. I mean, even though he might have a couple times, the bonus of that fight was the slap fest. Yeah. But Ryan Hall, we can't talk too much about Ryan Hall because there's a lot, a lot going on. I know Tommy wants to touch on the You know, you mentioned that he has the blinks. I kind of wish he had the other Tourette's. Could you imagine him, like, in a cage, like, piss out my ass as he's throwing a punch? (laughs) I don't know that. That would be great. Is there another Tourette's or is it just Tourette's? Yeah. Like, there's the Tourette's where... You have like that that one guy that's on Facebook that always tries to like read a kid's poem and he ends up cursing and has those weird ticks and then you have the one like Ryan Hall's got. Yeah, but I don't know if they're I don't know if there's like one and then the other. I think it's just correct. It might be. I don't know. I, I only tell women I'm Tommy, a doctor. I'm not looking that up. Yeah, Tommy says things as as facts, but he has no fucking clue. Because Cyril Gaon is definitely not a black belt in jujitsu. Because that would be the first thing that popped up. I didn't think he was going with the belt part there. I was like yeah, he got worried. He got worried. <laughs> Guadalupian. Guadalupian Cyril. But anyway, um, tied to Ivasa. Oh, no, we got to go to Max Griffin and Carlos Condit, right? Yeah, what are your thoughts on this fight? Because, look, Carlos is coming back, and, and he's looking pretty good. Um, Max Griffin is just a gritty, tough. I think it's going to be a bloody fight where you're going to get to see a decision, honestly, to, to round out the undercard. Who do, you, who do you think is going to win, though? Who do I want to win? I want. I always want Condit to win as long as he's not fighting Diaz because I think Condit's one of those guys that it's hard to root against a Condit. Right. And um, I don't know. Griffin doesn't doesn't strike me as like he's going to give Condit any problems anywhere. He might he might just be at a point in his career now, Condit, where he might get KO'd because he's a little older and this guy's bringing it because it's the biggest name that he's fought. Right. But I don't know what's what what problems is he going to present to Condit on the ground? None. You know, Condit, you got to imagine, is at least, because you say, like, you don't lose your jiu-jitsu. He's been training right. for a really long time with really good people. Um, I have a hard, I'm hard-pressed to, to say that Condit's going to lose this one. I think so, too. Um, it, it, it's good to see him back, you know, in the swing of things. But for the amount of time that he's been out, I think the game kind of evolved so much that when you see Condit out there, it's either going to be hit or miss. Um, when you say out though i don't think Condit ever stopped training he did there's there's a difference between training and camp training giant difference of course you know you get these guys that don't fight for two three like when if john jones eventually does come back i don't think it's going to bother him because we're so used to him taking two three years off because he's suspended but like condit he comes back you know he he fights one fight and then you don't see him for like two years when was condit's last fight scoop he fought a couple couple months ago. Yeah, so he's already back in the swing of it. Yeah, but the fight before, see when his last fight before that one was. Yeah, but you, he looked good in his last fight. In he his did. Return fight, and I think maybe a guy like Condit. Maybe Who did he fight down. in his return you know, you fight? fight? You fight fifty fucking fights in ten years, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit! Did he fight Matt Brown when he came back? He fought Matt Brown in January. Yeah, and before that was Court McGee. When? Uh, October fourth, twenty twenty. He beat Matt Brown. 
Yeah, he, he beat, beat Matt, Matt Brown. Brown so, uh, twenty-eight out of his thirty-two wins were by stoppages. Yeah, no. He, at one point, Carlos Condit I mean, he had was, a lo- he had a was five, amazing. He had a five losing streak going on there. Before. Five what? A five fight. Five fight. That's when he. Losing. That's when he started it's, doing that movement coach bullshit. Is when he got on that slid, slide, slide, <laughs> slide. Everybody's <laughs> saying slid. You guys got me fucked up over Time here. Time out. When he started doing that movement coach bullshit is when he went on that five fight skid. Skid. Slide. Don't think that I'm editing that. I'm just going to let that go because that was too funny to edit that one out, right? Okay. Because there was the, the grammar police and then Scoop just, yeah, so we And then Casual wee, Dave over there on the casting Dave couch the, making his own videos. Couch. I mean, kind of, he posted a video of us from the casting couch. If you, don't, if you check on Instagram, which I know you don't go on Instagram because you're a fucking old piece of shit. And honestly, well, Tommy. Yeah. Right, Dave's gonna come in in a little bit when we talk Connor, and Scoop's gonna get ousted. But it's funny because you, you did you paint something white today, or is that what is that sawdust? Yeah, it looks like you got salt and pepper in your in your uh, hair. I'm like, Yo, you don't missed play it. like that, dude. You missed a couple spots with your fucking with your chalk paint because that's don't what Tommy like used that. on his sideburns this morning. He got the black hair, and he's got the Giuliani drip going on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on that five, uh, let's get this on uh, on track here. I'm gonna be a producer. Oh, here. thanks, thanks, Scoop. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Shut uh, the on, fuck uh, up, Scoop. Uh, yeah, anyway, finally, uh, all right. I already talked wait, wait, way wait. too much about a, an. Oh wait, no, I fighter. think he has something to say. Oh, right, yeah, we're on, talk on, about the, Condit, on yeah. the slide, he did face uh, Chiesa, Maya, and Lawler. So it was, you know. That's what happens he, if we keep he talking. He fucking about brings them up, and, and then he doesn't care. Sleep. He's like, ah, it's been four minutes. No, I thought you were talking about. No, we have a lot to talk about, and and I need it's, to keep the show going. It's been four Scoop minutes. tries to keep things going by talking more about content. I'm trying to move things along. Just trying now. to give some information. Right. So, do you really? We don't have to talk about Nico Price and Pereira, right? Because Pereira's no. cool. He's Capoeira, but he's got 15, 13 losses. Eleven, so. but it's okay. Nah, it's twenty five and thirteen. I just saw it was 11. Yeah, well, he's got 11 losses, and I was wrong. Let's move but on. But if, if we're fucking... If, no, check that, Scoop, because now I'm pissed. I look, too, and I got 13 written down. I'll edit the dead spot. Don't worry. 25, 11, and 0 with two no contests. How you doing? All right. I won't edit. It didn't take that long. All right, so <laughs> we're moving on now to the, the meat and potatoes of the card. And the machine guns and, and sofas in Ty Tuivasa and Greg Hardy. I know that Dave's a Dallas Cowboy fan, and Greg Hardy is near and dear to his heart because oh, yeah. he played two games for the Cowboys. Dave, Dave right? here is Greg Hardy. He's got like two AK 47s in his hand going nuts. So, Ty Tuivasa and Greg Hardy, the, odd, the odds are a lot more even than I expected them to be. I think this is the biggest step up in competition for Hardy in his career. Would you guys agree with me on that? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's without me actually looking at the guys that he fought. I would just he look progression he wise. Fought, it's time. he hasn't fought anybody noteworthy. Um, and if this gets out of the first round, tied to Avasa is going to win the fight. Uh, yeah, he's favored minus one thirty seven. But but Hardy's only plus one hundred five, right? So it's a it's a pretty okay. fairly evenly matched fight as far as the odds go. I think that Hardy has a puncher's chance. Yeah, of course he's got a chance because he's just a big son of a bitch. But the problem is his conditioning sucks. And it's never been good. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if Dave knows this, but Greg Hardy got caught using an inhaler. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> You're not allowed to use an inhaler. Uh, so that's why I said if this gets out of the first round, I don't see Hardy winning. I don't know how good uh, Tuavasa's ground game is, but I would think going for some takedowns might be smart for him. 
even if he doesn't land him, just yeah. push him up against the cage, go for the takedown, because when you got a guy that's not well conditioned, the best thing to do is to make them wrestle. Make a him bit. make him carry that lactic make acid. Make him carry his up. weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We all know that game. I'm not really excited to see that aspect of the fight. I want to see somebody get knocked unconscious because that's what we're here for. I just want to see Hardy lose. I don't ever want to see him win. I don't want to see him get success at all. Fuck Greg Hardy. Yeah, he's he's definitely a piece of shit in my book. And um I, you know, I am definitely a guy that is, believes in giving second chances, even third, fourth, and fifth chances. But when you do some crazy shit like he did, I just can't get behind it. And when you wear a fucking star on your helmet, you're just... There's some, there's some good guys that played for the Cowboys, even though their head coach sucks. We talk about that every day on the Chop, on the Chop Sports Daily Podcast. It's but. just because Dave is sitting right there. I got to take the cheap shots while I can. All right. All right. Enough about that. Moving on. Sugar Show. 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 Versus... Absolutely nobody. What's his name, guys? Oh. What's your name? Huh? What? Okay, nice to meet you. Could you show me a picture of him? No, no uh, he, is the, he is the he is the yeah he is the no unlockable character. he's the four. unlockable character on UFC's uh, web. Yeah, he's like a Mario yeah, Kart he, character. He's fighting and. Yeah, he is fighting no exactly. photo available. That's who we're going to call him. Um, are we putting any money on him? Or, no, he's no? plus eight twenty five. Oh, he's plus five twenty five. I mean, look, man, if you want to put ten bucks to say the kid win wins 52? by decision, just because decision I have an idea. Wonky. I have an idea. Give me ten bucks, and I'll kick you in the nuts, and then we'll call it even. You look, sat down, all I'm saying is, it that. wouldn't be a bad idea just to put ten bucks because who the hell knows who this guy is. What happens if it's a situation like when they brought in Anderson Silva to face Chris Lieben? Nobody really knew who Anderson Silva was. My, my question is for the UFC and Dana White. I know you're listening, Dana, right? My question for you is... You bald red fuck. How come Ricky Simon didn't get the bout? How come um, Tim Elliott didn't get the bout? How about... I know that we make jokes. Skidlovich, Skidlovich, Skidlovich. No, but Mirosad Skidlovich also called for the bout. I know he has a bout signed for September, but... Which means that he's probably ready to go. But all these prominent UFC, I wouldn't say prominent, but legitimized, legit UFC fighters offered to step in on short notice. And it seems a little bit to me like they're protecting O'Malley in this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Kind of makes me wonder if they have something set up for him. Maybe number one contender shot. Do you realize that he's... That he's really, I don't think he's even in the top 15. Do you yet. think Dana gives a shit? Yes. I, I, you, can't, you can't hover around the top 15 only and then get a title shot. This is all Dana knows. Sean O'Malley is a name. People watch to fight, watch him fight, right? So he'll be like, okay, well, we're going to have him fight for the number one contender slot in his next fight. Because they wouldn't just shuffle somebody in there like this. If there wasn't something for O'Malley on the back end, I really don't think so because nobody's going to just pay to watch Sean O'Malley beat the shit out of a Campbell soup can. So maybe there's something about this kid that we don't know or they're there, looking to push O'Malley. I heard the narrative that they're giving him the Connor treatment. That's just not true. Connor did not get any type of treatment early in his career. His second fight was against Max Holloway in the UFC. Yeah, but Max Holloway wasn't Max Holloway. I don't back care. Then. I don't care. Max Holloway was legit. This this is not the same. This is Sean O'Malley's like eighth fight or seventh fight in the UFC. I don't I don't know the number, but he's got fights under his belt. It's time, man. Like where you got to step up. He talks a big game. He says I'm the next Connor, but only I'm bigger than Connor, which is crazy. I don't really like hearing guys say that. You don't get to pick how famous you're going to be, and the more you say things like that. 
you got to now you got to deliver. He hasn't fought a wrestler yet that could take him down. He hasn't he hasn't shown me anything. And the one guy that is tough as fuck that he did fight, Cheeto Vera. We saw what happened, and I'm I'm like I said, I even have the shirt that says "Undefeated Sugar Show," even though he's got one loss. I'm a big O'Malley guy, but I need to see more. I'm not impressed, and I'm not impressed with this replacement fight if, at all. If this guy that he's fighting is a can, right? He's got he's nine and four. Uh, yeah, but if. If he's a can, he's a if fucking he's a can. can. He's his UFC debut. It's not like he's even a contender. Series but what guy. I mean is, like, if he's if he's a garbage fighter, right? And O'Malley beats him quick in the first, like he should, then it's okay. If this guy's garbage and O'Malley goes the distance with him, that I think that allure is going to begin to fade because, like he's if saying, he gets that he's put on his back once. If he gets yeah, taken but, down, like once. he's saying that he's going to be bigger than Connor. Like he has he is to bigger than Connor. Shut out. You know, Connor was knocking people out early, right? Right I mean, away. Besides, besides the Max, Max fight. But he tore his ACL completely yeah. in that fight. Um, so he was knocking people out early. O'Malley, he's exciting because he does the weird shit and he comes in with the Takashi 6'9 hair, even though I don't know why you'd want to emulate that piece of shit. He looked like old prostitute who want attention. Uh, he's, he's wild and he's out there. If he goes a distance with this guy... We might have a problem. Yeah, I mean, even if he, like I said, if he doesn't pitch a complete shutout, and by shutout I mean like touch him once, knock him the fuck out. If he gets pushed up against the cage, if he gets kneed in the clinch, I'm not going to be, I, I need to see complete domination. So in a sense you could say that there's a risk involved with O'Malley because when you fight a no-name, um, you go in there maybe overconfident and under-trained and under, under-prepared for the guy that you just don't know anything about, and this guy's going to fight like he's playing the New York Yankees yeah. game seven. You know, that's that's the way you, it is in the UFC. You get your first opportunity, and he's got nothing to lose. All the pressure is on O'Malley, but this guy has got, you know, he hasn't have a, he has no UFC fights. You got to give me something better than this, Dana. I'm sorry. I know you're listening. Like I said, Dana, O'Malley needs to be fed to the top 10 at least, or at least a guy like a Tim Elliott who has fought a Mighty Mouse, and he's fought guys at the top level where you could kind of test good everywhere, even Ricky Simon, you know, he's he's been in the U.S. Simone. Simone. Uh, I'm getting it from O'Malley. I, I heard on his Twitter, on his Instagram, he was calling out, yo, Ricky Simon, where are you at? It's like, yeah, where the fuck you at? How come it's not going down? I'd rather see that. Ricky don't, Simone. Don't ever fucking say that to me again. That's his name, Ricky Simone. I don't know. Maybe he's getting his mullet cut that weekend and he can't make it. Who the fuck knows? Sugar Show, you need to step up your competition. Dana White, get on board with that. I would like to see Sugar Show against at least somebody in the top 10 real soon. Um, but moving on, we got Wonder Boy against Burns. Now, Gilbert Burns. Wonder Boy is Ben. He came in as one of the most exciting fighters that I've ever seen, right? But since then, he's 3 3 and 1. Um, he got finished by Pettis. Was that was last, a nasty knockout. Last loss, it was 2019. His last fight was in December of 2020. Uh, his last finish was in 2016 against Johnny Hendricks. And this guy won't fight for the title? No. Hasn't finished anybody since 2016, and he's just middle of the road. And he's saying before this fight that he's the only top contender that Usman hasn't fought and beaten. Now, he's right about one of those things. is He hasn't fought Usman, and he hasn't lost him, but he is definitely no longer a top contender in my eyes. Tommy, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, 
Well, I guess technically he would be the top contender considering that Usman has beaten everybody else. If you think about it. Leon Edwards, he did beat him, but that was in Edwards. That was 11, 12 fights ago. Did he beat him? Yeah. But right, so don't you have to win Vincente Luke and who else did Wonderboy just beat? I, I don't think it's anybody that super notable. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't fought he hasn't fought to his potential in a while and, and it's kinda weird. Well, I don't Jeff know. Neal last. Jeff Neal was his last yeah. one. Yeah. Which hey look. Him so beating you, Jeff Neal, that's look, Jeff that's Neal a good fight, actually. No, it, it yeah. Jeff Neal had a rocket up his ass until that point. You know what I mean? They were they were looking for superstardom with Jeff Neal. You know, Wonder Boy, like you said, he is a point fighter now. It seemed to me like he changed his style when he fought Tyron. And he just never looked back to what he was before. Now that I think he's kind of sees that title, that, you know, he's got the eye on the prize, I, I think we might see the old Wonder Boy back. I hope we do. Now, the problem is he's going to come in against a really, really highly motivated uh, Gilbert Burns, who came off an embarrassing loss to Usman, where he almost just, he like, First round, he looked great, and then after that, it just... Yeah, he, he... I think even the way he handled himself after the fight, like, you could tell that he was not feeling good about his performance, and he he also had a rocket up his ass going into that fight. He was knocking people unconscious. Uh, he just touched Damian Maia with his left hand and put him down. Barely, like, it's a short left hand. Mm-hmm. He was finishing people. He he, he made light work of Woodley, um, something that Wonderboy couldn't do in either fight. I know it was just a different version of Woodley, but... I don't know, man. Wonder Boy is going to have his hands full with this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I always root for Wonder Boy. You know, I'm pulling for him to win. I know this why fight. you do because of the Weidman, uh, the Weidman connection. Yeah, is. but I like Gilbert Burns too. I just would rather see Wonder Boy against uh, Usman Usman than see the Gilbert Burns he, thing. Again. If you think for one split second that Wonder Boy is going to get a title shot. Off of this win, if he wins, you're out of your mind. I mean, if he knocks him out, he might. They would give it to Nate coming off a loss or several losses in a row. Before yeah, but they were I mean, if he knocks to- Gilbert Burns out, they might, uh, or they might make Wonder Boy fight Leon Edwards. You think a Burns wins? He'll get a no, 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 no. He's got, he's got to win more. But that's my point. Um, I don't think Wonder Boy is the catapult, and I think that. If Wonder Boy does beat Burns, that'll be a statement for sure. But I just don't see it because the only the only reason why you would make that fight is because Usman hasn't beaten him yet. But you also have to get Usman to agree to fight him. He's not going to just fight Wonder Boy. That's not. I think Usman would. And the funny thing is, everybody would think that all Usman's going to do is shoot. Usman will stand with him. He doesn't give a shit. He will stand. Yeah, because he's with not, the guys who stand. It's it's good. It's because Wonder Boy isn't like I said. He's just point fighting at this point. He's not really looking to take your head off. In his last, I would say, five years of fighting, I haven't seen him really do shit. And Johnny Hendricks was post-USADA Johnny Hendricks, so even that isn't really that impressive of a win to me. Poor Johnny Hendricks. I heard he's pumping gas out in Texas somewhere. <laughs> working at a uh, Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's working at that Circle K. So... Scoop, do you? I know that you've been pulling up odds. Uh, maybe you have them handy. Do you have odds on the the uh, Burns Wonder Boy fight? Yep, uh, Wonder Boy minus one fifty five. Gilbert Burns plus one twenty five. See, that's crazy to me. It really is crazy to me. There may be some coin to make on this UFC. Maybe we'll we'll shout out. I'm actually going to do it anyway. Yeah, the pick bish. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's Kyle Kerm's girl who who every every UFC event posts her picks. 
And I don't know if she's got Kyle helping her or what, because Kyle told me to my face that he's not a, um, a big UFC guy. If, for those that don't know who Kyle is, he's the sauce, uh, runs the sauce network, Kyle Kerms. He's in Chop Sports, but one of the best handicappers that I've ever talked to in my life. We have some big things in the works with him, but his girl handicaps UFC fights and she's pretty much on the money, bro. She'll make a long shot. She'll, she'll say a finisher and then she'll make the picks for all the fights and, and, Put it out there for people if you want to go with her or if you want to fade her. But, you know, she's been making a lot of money betting on the UFC. So I'm curious to know what she thinks of these things. You're going you're gonna to have to start sharing some of those with me the night of the fights there, buddy. Yeah, I will. I mean, they're they're there in Chop Sports, so why do I have to share them? Just go fucking search the pick bish. B-I-S-H. You know I what's funny? I don't as, know saying as, it, we, right. as we keep going on here, I, I just look over on the casting couch and I just look at somebody who's just so uninterested to being here. You sound like Jimmy. He sounds like Jimmy Palumbo right now. Like you don't need. You don't need. Pay attention a to me. Base. You don't need. You don't need Dave to be engaged in what we're saying. That that's just creepy. Anyway, leave you, you Britney alone. Your eyes. If I listen to it now, why the hell would I want to download and listen to it later? Because the playability for the numbers, is baby. amazing. We're, Dave, we're looking for numbers. Free here. Britney. Um, yeah, so when we start talking about freeing Britney and casual Dave on the casting couch, we know it's time to talk about Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Scoop doesn't even get to right get away. one word in on the Conor word. fight. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, casual Dave, to the Chopheads MMA podcast. Dave has made one appearance on the podcast, although it was not live. It was when we talked about... Something the, in the, 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 the Logan Paul, Paul yeah. uh, Floyd Mayweather fight where me and Dave talked about it on the Monday's episode, the day Tommy came in and sat oh, down. And then you so I, I, okay. edit, I did some, some funny editing, and I brought Dave in. But now Dave is here live. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, How are we fellas. doing? Good, good. Dave, I mean, is, Dave is also a co-owner of the Chop Sports Network. Uh, my Chop my, Sports my right arm's a little sore, not going to yeah, lie. I, I, I had a... You know, I had a lead Gooch. I, you know what? There was a couple balls where I was just like, man, that one sailed. But then Gooch just like, like a little. My, I got on my horse. And he sailed mine. No, no apology for that one. I mean, that one I threw into traffic, literally. And, yeah. I, and Gooch and, almost died. you were um, covered like a fucking blanket on that anyway. Let's be real about <laughs> it. You know what else is great about little, Dave? Listen, on that one, he had a little separation. I will show you the video if you have to go back I to it. He was it's a separation. Go do what I did and go straight fly, but he like cut off a a, a fucking a five yard out. <laughs> Scoop's like, "Oh, my turn, five yard out." What the fuck is that? Listen, we're gonna try to march down the field. Yeah, <laughs> positive yardage. You know what else is great about Dave? He has Everything. more shirts about the Rock than the Rock does. I don't think I've ever seen Dave in a shirt that does not have the Brahma Bull on it. I'm a, I'm a fan. What do you want me to do? Anyway. Remember that title he brought to the UFC? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, 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 the BMF title. You know, I know that because I'm a casual fan. We're now your casual Dave knows all about the BMF belt, but Dave's not actually like as much of a casual as, as Tommy's leading on. Dave no, does watch the UFC. Not. He watches. He's just not. He's not into the undercards. Which honestly, I guess you could say I'm borderline fucking casual fan. Even though I do know the guys, I don't. I don't have zero interest it, in talking about it. It's not that I'm not. In, it's not that I'm in, not into. I just don't know the guys. I'm yeah, into them. Yeah, I'll watch them. I'll I just watch, don't know. I'll watch you know. two ten year old boys fight on the playground as long as their parents sign permission slips. I'm down to watch it. Yeah, you know, I don't care. Violence, controlled violence, to me is is just very appealing. I don't want to see somebody get bullied, but a fight is a fight. If you see two people that are down. Give me it, baby. I'm yeah. here for all the beef. I don't care if it's the schoolyard beef, the playground beef, in in crowd beef, on ice beef, beef between me and Tommy. You name it, I'm here so for it. So now, as, you, as you're talking about beef, do you think the beef between Connor and Poirier is real? Yes. I think, if anything, what wasn't real 
was the fake bullshit that Connor was trying to pull in his last fight. Yeah. And Different I fighter, know, I, man. I, I think Connor's got I think Connor's got some screws loose. Obviously he's beating I think up. The old problem people. is he's got too many yes men around him. If you had a guy like Artem Lobov as your best friend who just thinks that you're the bee's knees and everything that you Dylan do. Dylan Dennis and you name Yeah. Him. Nobody tells him, hey, I think you're acting like a fucking idiot. Nobody tells him that. It's just, you're the man, Con. Yeah, do it that way. Why? Because he's just. I'm pretty you know, sure even his wife let lets him rain. bang other girls. Wow. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard yeah. crazy stories about Connor and. and and sexual assault, and like, and D is just right there by his side. Through well, it all. where the fuck's she gonna go? She, he's sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars. And she I doesn't think they're married go. now. I'm yeah. wondering if there's what kind of prenup situation there is involved. But she's got kids by him, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't she's matter. Paid. So if I was her, I would just say, "Fuck you, Connor. I'm taking a hundred mil, right? And I'm gonna go bang Floyd Mayweather and be one of his six wives." Maybe she did after that fight. Fuck the money, team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. All right, all right. We're going to reel it in now, and we're going to talk real serious business here. I miss the old Conor days because I was watching the UFC countdown, and when I say bro, like the way Conor came up, I know I talked about it. Conor came up, and he was a fucking buzzsaw. He had the he had the hairstyle. Like his second fight, the whole place was going crazy when they went to Dublin. Who was the Dublin fight against? Um, was so, it wasn't the guys was in the UFC anymore? Well, anyway. Connor, Connor came up, he fought Brimage, Holloway, Brandau, and then his fourth fight was Poye. You said that they gave him a treatment. They didn't give him the treatment. Like, he, he came in and he got fed fucking stiff competition. Yeah, but Poirier wasn't stiff competition at 45. Why are you saying that? Like, yes, Because at yes, 45, he wasn't. So Max Holloway wasn't. He was, all, he's he was still the too young. That's this is it. what I'm saying. He got an excuse to say that Connor got... All right, now, now talk about um, Sugar Show's first 11 fights in the UFC. There's not. It's not a comparison, right? By this time in Connor's career, he was already fighting Mendez. Look it up. Okay, he was already fighting Mendez, who was on the couch right. and took the fight on a week's notice, out of shape. And Connor still got taken down for a round and a half. I think there is something to the context of what you just said that it's just a different Connor McGregor now, and like he was too like, oh, I just happened to be here. You know what I mean? And it's like, what? Well, because what? it's like, like it's like they say, you know, we talked about he's waking up in those satin sheets and he's content, but he wants more money, but he doesn't have that crazy. Yeah, you're not if you're not grit, like if you're not hungry have. because you were desperate. To be there and you're there, it's impossible to re rekindle that that spark that you've had when you were coming up, when he was on welfare and when he was sitting there imagining mm-hmm. filling the arena and training hard like that. Now it's like it's a little harder to get out of bed when you got two hundred mil in your account and you just sold proper twelve whiskey for God knows. Connor's the richest man in sports. Yep. For the last two years, he earned more money than you name it. You more than more it. than Mayweather. More, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not more than, how about this? More than Ronaldo. More than more than um, Messi. More than any soccer All those player. Soccer guys. He's, wow. he's and it's a lot to do with the proper twelve sale. He sold the majority yeah. stake of his of his whiskey company. But good for him. He changed the game. I know everybody hates on Conor McGregor, but he's made mil- more millionaires out yeah, of no, MMA he definitely changed the game. Else. You're right. He definitely changed the game. I think people would have respected him had he at least defended one of those belts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It tied up two divisions for such a long time. That's the problem. So if you're going to give him these fights with no title implications, I'm here for it. I don't hate watching the guy fight. Well, do you think I, there's any title implications with this fight coming yes. up? 
That's there the reason is. why they're going to skyrocket the winner to. Well, first of all, um, right now Poirier should be fighting. Should have fought yeah, for Poirier the belt. turned down he a turned title down shot. Turned down a title shot just to do the third. Just to do yeah. the trilogy with Connor. So he's smart though because that's more money. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. And if whether he look, I think Oliveira beats him. I love anyway. Dustin Poirier. It's hard for me to root against a guy like Poirier. It just I can't root against Connor. I no, can't I'm, do it unless it's I Nate Diaz. Either. I just can't do it. It's America. Get it right. And it's a scary thought. Or to think about the possibility of Connor losing this fight, because I, I don't know where Connor goes if he does lose this fight. If he loses this fight, it, it's kind of just like thanks for everything. It's over. Like I think it's over, because and then I, he's I, I then think, he sits on his pile of money. I think, but if he wins, <laughs> then he's going to fight Oliveira. Yeah, but one hundred percent. And I have a feeling that there will be humbleness in defeat, but the old Connor in a victory if he beats him. He's gonna he's gonna turn into the old Connor, and I'm telling you right now that that, that will catapult the rest of his career if he can win this fight. The problem with the rest of his career is, even if he wins and he gets that title shot, he's still got that bank account. So you got guys like Oliveira, who even though he's the champion right now, he couldn't scratch Conor McGregor's ass when it comes to money, you know. And I think he'll dust McGregor. You think so? Yes. No, I think he gets put to sleep immediately. I don't immediately. If he gets hit with that left hand, it's not going to be good for him. He almost got knocked out by Chandler. You know what? A lot of a lot of the guys w- that make this kind of money, where we're always like, "Well, they got all this money." That that's like addictive. You know what I mean? Like when you have that much money, yes, it's nice to have in your account, but like you want more. So I think if he wins this fight and he realizes there's a title opportunity in his immediate future, well, he said he's, he's going to get hungry with, again. He said he's horrible with money because he just spends it. I think that the only fight that Connor fights if he loses would be Nate, Nate Diaz because that's too big of a fucking fight and Nate Diaz is coming off of like 13 straight losses but somehow still has the fans Yeah, that's the him. only way That'd that Connor fantastic. will I would will love make... to see that but I don't yeah. see... Where would I, you go with that one? I mean, I'm always Nate Diaz. Nate, okay. Always Nate curious. Diaz. It's just not even a question. But I think that if Poirier loses, he has a chance to regroup because he's got that mentality and he's got the heart. Um, I don't like hearing things out of fighters when they say, I want a war. No, you don't. Shut up. I think he expects a war because... When I say expects a war, I think he's trying to play head games with Connor, saying, like, I'm ready for that war, and we all know you ain't. You know, it's hard to drag somebody. You're $200 million, and you're sitting there in between rounds, and you're like, holy shit, you know, my, my foot is a balloon. My foot was a balloon. That is the worst Irish impression. Well, I'm going to edit. <laughs> I've never heard no, from no, an no. Irishman. That's amazing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually. Slapping the bass, man. Nobody knows that movie, right? But, the by the way, I'm all, yeah, I love I'm you, man. All, I'm yeah. also nasally and sick, so don't fucking talk shit. Tommy. What does nasally have to do with an Irish accent? <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with an Irish accent? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. Anyway. I don't even know where we're at right now. Oh, yeah, I know where we're at. I, I think Poirier could regroup because he's got the heart. And when somebody says in a fight that they want a war, nobody wants a war. Yeah, but Connor's playing head games with him, too, because Connor's talking about, oh, don't go for the takedown. No, it's really, I, I like what Poirier said back. He said if the first first person that shoots is a something bitch, is a whatever the fuck he said. But nobody but he shot just wants to throw. Last, he like, just wants to throw down. But then how about this? I don't this? know if Poirier, he wants to get in that game again. Poirier was like this. Poirier said, well, how about the first person that gets taken down is a bitch? You know, it's the full bring bring the total package. I don't know that Connor's going to be able to check leg kicks unless he changes back to that karate style. You've seen him trade for Floyd, right? And then his fight, subsequent fight since then, he's got a more of a boxing traditional boxing stance, almost like a Nate Diaz, right? How come shoulders. he doesn't? How come he doesn't do those sidewards uppercuts like he was doing when he was training for for Floyd, like that weird? <laughs> what shit. you need to see out of Connor is that wide stance 
where even though he's susceptible to the kick in that stance, I just think that his range is so much better. He has better movement there. You see the movement is a lot different. He's more of a traditional boxer in his last couple fights. You look at early career Connor. He's got that fighting Irish stance, almost like the Notre Dame yeah, it looks like fucking the mascot. Logo. Yeah. You know, the uppercuts come from hell, and that left hand is still, even in the first fight, he really touched Dustin up. Bad in the first round. He touched it, him up in the second fight a little bit. I mean, couple. that's in the first round of the second fight. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe I, I said say. that wrong. But but he was definitely touching him up. It wasn't until the calf gave out. You know, connor has got to find the answer to that more so than anything. And the takedown. Because I do think Dustin's going to go for a takedown in this Absolutely. Fight. You'd be an idiot not to. You'd be an idiot not to. Um, you're still going to go out there to win no matter how much you're getting paid. I do think Connor's takedown defense is a lot better than it used to be. Because he uh, of the amount that he trained for a Khabib. Well, yeah, and I mean, he's also wrestling. He's also going against Poirier, not Khabib. Doesn't matter how much you train against Khabib, he's you're going get, you're to take, take you it down. down. But you get what I'm saying, like the improvements that you see over yeah. a fight camp when you're when you're wrestling, uh, fighting a guy like Khabib, like you have no choice but to work on takedown defense over and over and over. So just through that and the the fact that he is a, an elite athlete, his takedown defense has to be a lot better. Now, worrying about takedown defense and that calf kick it could present problems because it's a whole different footwork involved. It's going to be really interesting to see. I don't know that Connor could have made those adjustments in six months, and I don't. And I know for a fact that he's not going to out cardio Poye. No, no come on. Way. There is there has not been one fight other than Chad Mendez, and that's because Chad Mendez came off the couch yeah. on a week's notice to fight Connor, where Connor's had better cardio than somebody else. It's. You know, and it's not for lack of trying. The guy is in great shape, but I don't know what it is with the gas tank that maybe he doesn't spar, um, maybe he doesn't run up hills, which is kind of crazy if he lives in Ireland because there isn't it one rolling fucking hill. Like, isn't <laughs> I don't think Ireland? there's any hills in Ireland. Wow, there's a and j- I'm fucking Irish. Huh? Is that good enough? You just went to Ireland, yeah. and is there hills? Is there any hills? Tons oh, of hills. See, I'm fucking a terrible Irishman. <laughs> are we ma- are we making predictions? Yeah, or that's what that's what we're about. No, no, no. Fuck scoop. No, no. Oh, that's his show. No, I'm now. kidding. Bernie <laughs> <laughs> once. What I the mean, fuck are you that talking that about? Oh my lord! Was, we're gonna go back outside after this. Yeah, that was, no, that, was like, that, that was like that was like Connor versus Khabib. Uh, that <laughs> you know some fucking physical like physical activity in your body, please. <laughs> I would never say that I could cover anybody because I never played cornerback. Did, did he not say he can cover me? You heard him. You did hear him. Oh, wait, say I did that, right? say that, didn't By I? the way, oh my God. it's going to be a tight While we had receiver corner, it's going to be tight end linebacker <laughs> next time around. <laughs> you mean guard, nose guard? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just blasting on the line, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna hear. We're here to do some predictions now because we are running out of time. This was a fun ass episode, though. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. We we still have to do our plugs and and talk about how amazing our website is again. Wait, hold on, scoops in really quick. Uh, McGregor worth four hundred million. Robert twelve sold for one fifty eight. Uh, Poirier minus one thirty. McGregor plus one hundred eight. No prenup on the marriage. And uh, where does you know where Connor goes when he loses? Nowhere. Because you know why? Because he owns Dana White, and if he wants to, sh- if he wants to fight again, he'll fight again. Look at Cerrone; he went zero and five or whatever. He'll just yeah, fight he'll whatever fight, he wants to. He'll fight again. Nobody's ever saying that he won't fight again. But will he generate the fans and the money? He's got a country behind him forever, so you know they can do. Yeah, well, if he that promo sell, but if he's Nate Diaz, that's it. And if you beat Nate, then maybe it, yeah. you could catapult yourself into another big fight, possibly. But, 
I don't see I mean, anybody. If you think about it, Donald Cerrone was his biggest win since when? Nate Diaz. Donald Cerrone was his biggest win, and he beat Donald Cerrone honestly, by hitting honestly, him with a shoulder he, honestly, to the elbow. Honestly, to the nose. did he even beat Nate? No. Did he beat Nate? No. I don't think he really beat he Nate. Ra- he ran that third round, and Nate was chasing him. So I don't think he won that second if you, fight. If you send Connor and Nate down a dark alley and you don't time it, Oh, Nate's coming out. Nate is going to literally murder him. <laughs> Nate's going to wear Connor like uh, Ace Ventura wore that I give, little Monopoly. You know, what Faraz Zahabi <laughs> said that. He said, if you send Nate Diaz and any fighter on the UFC roster into an alley, Nate Diaz walks away. Yeah, because Nate other guy Diaz doesn't. has a never ending And, and honestly, time. one of the most respected guys to me in the sport ever is Faraz Zahabi. Oh, His approach yeah, to everything. No. Dave, casual Dave, Faraz Zahabi is the, is the TriStar Gym head coach, GSP's head coach. I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know why you're telling me like I didn't. He looked know. at me. He was like, "Oh yeah, I knew that." <laughs> but um, who do we got? You, we, we, we saw the odds. Scoop just said it. Uh, Connor's a slight underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say by the time fight time happens, they'll probably be even money. Yeah, it'll, the, it'll the money's going to go towards Connor. Him. Yeah, so it's pretty much a PK in this one. Um, I'm not only going to pick make my prediction. I'm going to make my round and method too. So. Tommy, we're going to go to you first because we're going to go around the clock. Um, Counterclockwise, I should say. I'll say Poirier by decision. I don't think anybody's getting put out in this one. There's no way that Connor's going 25 minutes. Correct. Right? There's Correct. just no way. I'll still say Poirier by I decision. I say he breaks before then if if it doesn't get out of the first round. But this I is me hedging my, my bet just to make sure that Poirier wins. That's all. You're a pussy hedging your fucking bet. That's bitch shit. All right, so you got Poirier by decision, right? Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be a decision. There's no way this fight goes to the distance. Um, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Connor fan. I think he comes back in this trilogy, and I think he's got that. I think there's a little bit more of a burning desire than it was in fight two. Yeah, there's and, no more yacht. He didn't no, pull up right, any yacht. I, I think it's a little bit different of a mind space. I think he's training his absolute balls off. I got Connor knocking him out in the second round. Second round gets through the first, and people are like, "What a fight! What a fight!" And then he catches. Well, that's him. the that's the Mystic Mac round. Usually, is the second round. Uh, I am the opposite. I'm going Poirier knockout in the second round. Twice. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Connor <laughs> in the first exchange KO. Boom. Over. Whoa. He's not fighting Jose Aldo. <laughs> no, I know. Not the first exchange. I've I've made that prediction for every single Connor fight that wasn't against Nate. He might knock him out in the first exchange because that's what his left hand has used to used to be worth. Now. I'm going to say Connor in the first, though. I think he's going to put him down. We'll see. Either way, it's going to be... Wishful thinking much, but... Yeah. Either way, come to McDonough's. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, come to McDonough's on July 10th to watch it go down live. And we're not going to be live because it's going to be on TV, but there will be some giveaways. We're going to have some ChopSportsMedia.com t-shirts. I'm not exactly sure how it's even going to go as far as the the cover. We're going to at least pay the cover or pay for some of the bar tab, depending on how McDonough's is working it. They're very, very bad at getting back to me on on that. So it is going down there. There is going to be some some benefit to go there. We're going to do giveaways, like I said. ChopSportsMedia.com launch party. Tommy looks like he has something to say. Yeah, for for the first 100 fans that come in and say, uh, I'm here with Chop Sports Media, we'll actually get a signed copy of the photo of Gucci burning Scoop Espo. You get, they're going to sign it for you guys right when you come in. Yeah, I'm not signing shit. 
I don't it, think I don't think we wouldn't want to degrade either. the value of my autograph. So Scoop doesn't have to sign anything. It has to be signed by the both. Um, well, Scoop just said what am I, Pete Rose over here in fucking yeah. Vegas, just signing uh, random autographs? Yes. Well, with that said, now we're going to do the plugs, baby, right? We got every Monday, we got typically every Monday, I know this was a different week, um, we got the Chop Heads MMA podcast. Tuesdays, we got the Jimmy Palumbo show, we got Pretender to Contender, and we got, what, uh, Squeaky Bump Time is on Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays and Fridays. So Tuesdays and Fridays, Squeaky Bump Time. Wednesday is Chart Choppers. Thursday, Till Mets Do Us Part. The Jets are on Friday. The Jets are on Friday. The goddamn Jets. The goddamn Jets. And then Monday through Friday, you could catch us, me, myself, and Dave on the Chop Sports Daily Podcast, where we are probably going to start going a little longer than 30 minutes. If you guys haven't checked that out, go subscribe to all of the podcasts. We have a podcast channel now on iTunes, so you can literally type in Chop Sports, and everything that we're doing on the network will show up. But I don't even know why I'm plugging iTunes. Go to the fucking website. Everything we're doing is there. We got merch, like I said before. Buy a shirt. Support your people. Support. When I say your people, I mean support me, motherfuckers. I need some of that coin to go back into that website we built. Um, anything else, Tommy? Yes. Big shout out to Fightbook MMA. Uh, check them out. www.fightbookmma.com. And now it's time for the Wu-Tang Bang Bang. That's what happens, Scoop. No more fucking nice Connor. I'm so glad he didn't fucking give money to his charity. So Fuck now Connor. there's real beef. Fuck right? Connor. That's what happens, Scoop. You you take a challenge and you lose. Dave comes oh, and takes your seat. Fuck you. Dave takes your fuck seat. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Scoop had to get it out of get it he off his chest. Help it. That's what happens when you get your ego shattered. Mm-hmm. Ask you. Connor, he would know. <laughs> <laughs>